Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Right? The night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we've been done quite a bit of cooking today. I've done none, and I have some to do, hmm. so. <laughs> Ooh. Our I niece- made... Oh. Mom's cranberries. Oh. And I made clam dip, Matea's request. Uh-huh. And I made, um, oh, God, all oh, the stuffing. And then Matea made pumpkin rolls, which I can lay my pride aside and say turned out a billion times better than that mess I made a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Scott's working on the... Uh, Nantucket pie and Mars is going to make huckleberry cheesecake when I get off the air. And then nice. I have to just uh, raise the rolls and bake them. Other than that, I that's my contribution. So we're almost done. Well, good job. <coughs> we, are, yeah. we are visitors at two Thanksgiving dinners in which we don't have to do very much cooking. <laughs> yeah, nice. However, our niece Mia requested that I turn a salad that she loves into a dessert for Thanksgiving. And I will tell you that I have done it, my friends. I nice. have done it. I actually have to make the pie. Have to make the pie tonight. So, mm. but yeah, I figured it out. She's going to be really surprised because I don't think she thought I would really do it. But mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome. My girls will be thrilled. They love that salad. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. this is going to be excellent. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Oh, Amy's Welcome. in charge of keto desserts and hasn't oh, started nice. yet. Well, rock on, Amy. You've got yeah, all night. There you go. There's nothing like a a midnight baking session the night before Thanksgiving. Welcome, Cranky, Amy, GB, Kate, Language of Horses, and, uh, you know, of course, and Bianca, and uh, Pie-Eyed Mickey. I think that, is that Paula? I don't know who that is. Someone's changed their name. Um, (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, And, of course, if you are not in the U.S., you're like, uh, tomorrow's Thursday. What the hell? (laughs) I know. I was talking about this on my live stream and someone was like, well, I live in London, so it doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm like, oh, uh, you're right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, of course, this is our case updates. And my gosh, there are a lot of case updates mm-hmm. and big ones, big, big ones. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's just start with the Mod Arbery because it happened today. Yeah. So this is the McMichael Bryan trial, of course, mm-hmm. for Gra- uh, Travis and Gregory McMichael and William Roddy Bryan. Uh, they were tried together in the shooting of Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. Uh, who they s- said they thought was fleeing a burglary, whatever. Let's right. let's get clear about the white supremacy of this murder. Mm-hmm. Um. So malice murder was the top charge mm-hmm. and Travis McMichael, who is the person who actually shot Ahmaud Arbery was convicted of malice murder. Mm-hmm. And then Gregory and the older McMichael were found guilty of felony murder. Yes. They were actually found guilty of a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were like eight counts. Yeah. And so they were both found guilty of course, we await sentencing. Um, the, <coughs> the felony murder charges; those those two folks could actually get like life um, with the possibility of parole. They may serve only thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. It yeah. is possible that Mike McMichael could get the same, but he is charged with a more severe charge. Right. Well, he was the shooter, correct? Yes, he was the shooter. Yeah. Um. Attorney Laura Hogue, who was Gregory McMichael's maternity attorney, said, I'm floored, floored with a capital F. <laughs> uh, listen, capital Laura F. F. Hogue, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> so ridiculous. So, you know, the is family the is. the same asshole 
who said that uh, he was running around that neighborhood, not really dressed like a runner with long, dirty toenails. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's horrifying. Uh, All of this is horrifying. But the Arbery family is very relieved. And they do, you know, feel like this is at least some justice. They're never going to bring Ahmad back, of course, but they can move on now, you know, and sentencing will happen and there's still stuff to happen. But um, there is some relief. Yeah. Uh, in all of this, I think I feel some relief. I feel like a, a collective sigh of, oh, thank God, you know, because they were so clearly guilty. There was video of them doing what they did, you know. Um, so that's, yeah. I think that's made it a good day. Yeah. Oh, huge. Huge. Yes. That woman was one of those monsters defense attorneys. Yes. Yes. And she was floored with a capital F that they were convicted of murder, you know, for killing the guy they killed on video um, when the defense was well long craggy toenails apparently oh well, the, like the that in public just, and apparently you deserve to be shot the defense just failed and failed and failed you know they tried to say they were trying to make a citizen's arrest which was ridiculous they tried to say that they were in fear for their lives from a man who was just running through the neighborhood while they were running him down in a pickup truck with guns i mean come on give me a break mm-hmm. Right. She had no defense. None at all, because there wasn't any. There was no defense. And they certainly tried to uh, villainize Ahmad in this case, as often happens. Yeah, she was a very unlikable woman. She (laughs) really, really is. Um, You know, they certainly tried to villainize him, but it did not work. And that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes me happy. Yeah. That man was reported to the police. Which one? The McMichaels guy? Or are you trying to defend them? Because if you are, you're going to be out of here. I'm telling you that right now. No, I don't think so. I think that they're talking about the uh, McMichaels guy. Anyway. Well, I hope so. Right? Uh, because they were scary, thinking that they were defending their neighborhood with their guns. No. Well, here's what I don't get about the neighbor. The neighbor didn't even know what they were doing. No. He just saw them grabbing their guns and hopping in their truck and taking off like something was going down. So he just went down. He saw white men chasing a black man. And he made an assumption that has ruined his life. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that is what racism will get you. That's right. I have no sympathy for him at all. Why would you join into that situation and not call the police and be like, hey, um, there's some guys with a with a gun chasing a guy running down the road. Something's wrong. You know? Yeah. I would have been in concern for the man running because he was unarmed and they were in a vehicle with a gun. Yeah. Like they were armed times too. They could have hit him with the truck. Right. You know, I mean, there were all kinds of things that could have happened. Anyway. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, of course, we know what happened in Wisconsin. Oh, that situation is terrifying. Oh, my God. We're talking about the vehicle that ran into a crowd. And uh, we're still waiting. They, you know, they've caught one of the people involved in that. There's still another on the run. And, uh, that's a very scary situation, but the the decision mm. to use a car as a as a weapon has sure, um, in groups in crowds of people has surely become a thing, hasn't it? That guy was on out on bail for trying to run a woman over with his car. Right. Uh, and he was out on a thousand dollar bail. It our justice system is so out of balance. The way in this guy's case, he has got a horrible rap sheet horrible he's a terrible person he's been in trouble a ton and yet again was in trouble was out on bail for a violent crime and then was in the middle yeah he ran over his baby mama and then was in the process of you know had apparently just committed another domestic assault when he was fleeing and decided to drive through that parade like what the hell yeah yeah i know some yeah. serious, serious issues and why he was out in the first place Absolutely. to have the opportunity to go after her again. And then now this. Oof. Uh, awful. 
She uh, are just so upside down in many ways right now. That's why I was so yeah. worried about the Ahmad Arbery trial because, mm -hmm. well, we know what happened in the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, he stabbed his dealer, Craigie. Oh, God. Oh, is that what well, happened? Well, then he ended up at a stranger's house who made him a sandwich and called him an Uber before the authorities grabbed him. And that well, guy he's was clearly in not danger. well. You no, know, definitely not. Clearly well. not well. Yeah. yeah. What um, we wanted to focus on in the Kyle Rittenhouse um, situation tonight was to tell you a little bit about the victims in that case. Yeah. Because that case became so polarized and so much about poor little Kyle um, that nobody really talks about the people that he killed and injured. So I'm going to talk about them. And then Katie, do you want to um, be ready to talk about uh, what's going in Cassidy Rainwater in the Cassidy yeah. Rainwater case? So let's talk about them just a little bit. Um, the first person that he shot, his name uh, is uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. Joseph had just been walking home from the hospital. He'd been in the hospital after a suicide attempt. Some pretty serious mental health issues. And he and his girlfriend at the time were living in a hotel and he was walking home. He was carrying a bag that had a toothbrush, toothpaste, socks, deodorant, and some papers from the hospital with him. Um, so he never had a gun. He never had anything. He just was a guy with a lot of problems yeah. walking home and comes across this guy with a gun, you know? Yeah. Um, Rosenbaum was a father. He did have a daughter that he was trying to get the rights to see. He was trying to get his life in order, you know, he'd struggled with mental health issues all his life, and he um, he grew up in a group home because his mother went to prison when he was 13. Oh. So he had a really, really difficult life and just mm -hmm. happened into this ridiculous situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his girlfriend had told reporters after the, after the um, verdict in this case... I feel like in this case, it feels like the victims' lives don't matter, and I don't think that that is acceptable. Yeah. And and I don't think it's acceptable either. We need yeah. to know who are these people because they are the ones whose lives were truly destroyed by this situation, you know? Yeah. So the next one was Anthony Huber. Um, after Rittenhouse shot Rosenbaum... Apparently, he started running away from the scene uh, toward a police line. Mm -hmm. There were people who believed that he was an active shooter, you know, because he was. He just shot someone. Right. And some people started to chase him because he shot and killed someone. Okay. And so they knew that he was dangerous. Yeah. And Anthony Huber was one of the people that was chasing him to try to, you know, keep him from shooting anybody else mm -hmm. um let's see the anthony huber was 26 he grew up in kenosha and he was a skateboarder uh he was at the protest with his girlfriend hannah giddings um apparently he pushed hannah out of the way and ran off to try to stop rittenhouse because they thought mm -hmm. he was an active shooter at that point mm-hmm um, he caught up to Rittenhouse and tried to stop him by hitting him with a skateboard. So, you know, he recognizes this man as, you know, shooting people yeah. and was trying to, you know, take him down. Mm -hmm. um, the Rittenhouse fired one shot into him and it killed him almost immediately. Yeah. Um, he was a hero. I mean, he saw Rittenhouse as shooting at people, carrying this gun, mm -hmm. and he tried to stop him and lost his life for it. Yeah. And then there's Gage Grosskreutz. Yeah. And he is the he is the victim who lived. He was injured by Rittenhouse, but he wasn't killed. 
Uh, he also was chasing Rittenhouse after killing after Rittenhouse killed Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we know, they believed him to be an active shooter, which of course he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Grosskreutz had a pistol with him, mm-hmm. but he had medical supplies with him too. He used to bring uh, medical supplies with him to protest to help people that got injured. Yeah. And he was there to help out with medical care. He also had a gun to protect himself. Mm-hmm. This was a pistol, not a right. AR-15. Uh, Grosskreutz said he was not intentionally pointing his weapon at Rittenhouse, but he did point the gun. Um, I mean, Rittenhouse had just shot two people. I'm not right. sure why you could fault him for holding, you know, for pointing a gun at him to try no. to stop him. Yeah. Um, he was shot in the arm. And he lost 90% of his right bicep. Yeah. Uh, so he, he said he, after the uh, verdict, he is seeking privacy after all the attention from the past year. I, I can only imagine what it feels like to be him. Uh, yeah. To be the person who survived this situation and been treated this way. Yeah. Rittenhouse is 18. Yeah. He was 17 at the time of the shootings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the verdict or not, you can probably tell how I feel about it. I felt like it was important for us to mention his victims because, I mean, seriously, did you even know their names? I had to go look them up because I had not heard them enough. No, all I had ever heard about the victims was that some of them had records. And that, to some people, just seemed to completely justify what happened. Like, all it's, right, well. It's ridiculous what happened. Yeah. People were trying to stop him after he killed this poor man, this poor mentally ill man who was walking home from the hospital after a suicide attempt. I mean, yeah. who saw this guy in a parking lot with a gun, trying to engage with him because he wasn't sure what the hell he was doing there. And of course, you know, the person with the gun turned out to be the innocent person in this situation. And the dead person is the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't buy that. No. Right? Yeah, that judge is nuts. I agree. Language, of course. Amy, I agree with you. I can't believe the survivor's guilt this guy must have. Mm -hmm. You know? No. Oh, cranky. Yes, I knew the names and they're just crucified around here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I forget you are in Wisconsin. Frankie says, so sick of this shit, the judge wouldn't even let them say they were victims. Right. They were called rioters. Is that the word they used? I think that was allowed. Yeah. But yeah, victims was not interesting, though, that he really they uh, a couple other uh, lawyers have tried that since in their cases because they thought it would work. And their judges said, yeah, no, not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why did Rittenhouse insert himself into the situation? Right. Wasn't even from Wisconsin. This had nothing to do with him at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Will the families file wrongful death suits against him? Looters. That's right. 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 What will the families do? Will they, you know, it's not in question that Rittenhouse killed those two people. And shot the third guy. There's no question that he did those Mm -hmm. things. It's that he got off because it was Mm self-defense. Well, no, it wasn't, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there will be more to come on this, I'm I'm sure. Right. Well, and there has been some talk that there could potentially be federal charges still. Right. And we don't know yet. So We don't know. It'll be interesting. Really interesting. I have absolutely hated this case hated it oh it makes me i'm so angry about it i can barely talk about it you mm-hmm. might have noticed that 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 verdict came down last week and we've said nothing about it mm-hmm. and it's because we could not speak publicly on it until today mm-hmm. um just no. yeah right the judge killed the underage possession charge that's the problem eliza isn't it yeah. This verdict has opened the door for people. That's why the Arbery verdict today was so freaking important, you know, because yes. that to throw that verdict out there like, yeah, you want vigilante justice? That's cool, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, at least in Georgia, they don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. like, everything was different about that trial. The prosecutor in the Arbery case was so much better. 
the yeah. judge was so much better. And right. that's there you go. I mean, that makes or breaks the case. Things were literally handed legally. I mean, what did what did you say? You wanted the the judge in the Rittenhouse case wanted to adopt Kyle Rittenhouse and make him his very favorite grandson or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but it is how we acted. It that is. is what I said. Yeah. Uh, Paula mm -hmm. said, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse may not have intended to kill anyone, but he was for sure hoping the opportunity would present itself. He sure was. Why yeah. else was he there with that gun? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you know, there's a couple of videos on the internet rolling around of Kyle. Uh, one in which he was talking about wanting to shoot people not very long before he shot people. Yeah. But another video of him beating the crap out of a girl. Yeah. A girl. And a bunch of that stuff. The problem in that case is that mm -hmm. because the judge was so biased that there were mm -hmm. a lot of things that should have been shown to the jury uh -huh. that weren't. Yeah. The jury was lacking a lot of information mm -hmm. in this situation yeah. because of the bias. Right. And then my biggest question really moving forward is how soon until we see this kid in the news again? Right. Right. Well, he's because just been he empowered on a level check. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That that is a huge fear. Yeah. I would love to know if his horrid mother knew about that gun. <laughs> yeah, um, she knew sure all about that gun. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. she did. Yeah, that's my other question. Is what about his mother who transported him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, Eliza, I'm so glad you've been able to catch a live. Yeah. Oh, civil suits have been filed. Good. Oh, good. Good. Oh, he is trying to ride the fame wave. It's already, yeah, he's already working on that. Dude wants to be a nurse. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have any interest in that person having anything to do with my medical care. Oh, my God, no. Whew, scary. Well, there has been some movement in the Cassidy rainwater case. We reported to last week that um, first-degree murder charges have been filed, and she's been identified as a victim. Mm -hmm. So what else did we find out today, Katie? Well, we know that Norton was in court uh, yesterday, and he has pled not guilty uh, to everything mm -hmm. because we know that uh, they did enhance the charges. So his charges are first-degree murder and abandonment of a corpse. Yeah. So well, and did, also kidnapping because they already had the kidnapping charges. Right. Yeah, the kidnapping was already there, so they have the, those three things are on the table now mm -hmm. uh, for both of them. And yeah, they entered a plea of not guilty. They will be back on February second for the preliminary. And uh, yeah, they he had the Twill Bell, <laughs> some guy named Twill Bell, is. is <laughs> <laughs> his attorney and why do attorneys was, always have some of the most hilarious names right well anyway old twill bell <laughs> he was <laughs> he was supposed to uh argue for uh reduction of bail but uh apparently they decided to put a hold on put a pin in that until the preliminary well i so mean let's be real they're not reducing his bail his no. charges just went up like, yeah. they're going to reduce his bail because his charges went up? Yeah, they're not going to yeah. do that. Now, one interesting thing uh, is that he, this is a private attorney. And yes. Phelps, uh, Phelps has a public uh, yeah, a public defender. I noticed that. That's interesting. So Tim's yeah. got somebody. So somebody's paying for Tim's him, bill. Yep. But Phelps does not. Yep. Yeah. Taco Bell, Tinker Bell. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Cranky. Yes. Excellent. Hey, Catskills. Welcome. Welcome. So nice to have yeah. all of you here. Yeah. Uh, so you may have noticed in if you were following the Billy Shamir Mir trial that we've reported on recently, he mm -hmm. is the um, accused serial killer in Texas, that his trial met with a hung jury. Ah. A hopelessly hung jury. One holdout. Mm -hmm. And they, the prosecutor has said that they are going to retry him. Yeah. So my question is, what happens right now? Is he still in jail? Is he mm -hmm. released? What uh, happens? No, I mean, he still has that bond. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, he wasn't exonerated. Yeah. I think he just sits and they have to start over again. Okay. That's what I thought. That case really bothers me because I don't think that the prosecution did a very good job. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I really don't. No. There's, there's so much lacking in this case as far as physical evidence is concerned. And they charged him with first degree murder and they didn't give any other options like mm -hmm. for second degree or manslaughter or something like that. And that's one of the things that they really struggled with because they had to have a full 12 jurors yeah. convict. I, I just think they've gone about this all wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, this has and been all wrong from the beginning. It has. Part of the biggest reason that they don't have evidence is because the retirement center where most of this stuff happened brushed it under the rug, didn't tell yeah, authorities didn't even the truth, think it was murder. and didn't have cameras and, uh, you know, security set up in places that they claimed they did. Yeah. 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 I know. Will they get to use the same evidence in the retrial? I think so. Yeah. Really I was just in the, trial, in the time. So, so. so they'll get a new jury. I'm hoping in the time, maybe they'll come up with some better evidence. Like, why don't they have any physical evidence? It's all. Um, well, they do have a little physical evidence from uh, the last victim's house. It, the one he's actually charged with. Yeah, Lou uh, Harris. A yeah, little bit. A little bit, but not a lot. No. Yeah. It's almost, it's, it's almost all circumstantial. Mm -hmm. And that's what just really bothers me like I I think they were shooting high mm -hmm. thinking that they were going to get first degree murder with just primarily circumstantial evidence I just yeah seriously you know mm -hmm. yeah there are a lot of other cases I mean they could charge I don't know why they don't charge him with um attempted murder with mm -hmm. uh Mary um right Mary Bethel Mary Bethel's mm -hmm. um attack right because they have her deposition. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do because they have a whole bunch of cases, but most of them have no evidence at all. Yeah. So I know. And it's so yeah, awful they need for the families. They do. This, yeah, this they do. case, they should put a different prosecutor on this case because this was not. Not handled well. It no. wasn't. It was sloppy. It was like they just thought they had it in the bag. There wasn't a whole lot of effort. And here yes. you go. Yeah. It, it's so true. And the families are just devastated. Yeah. Because, you know, that we're looking at somewhere between 18 and 25 victims. Yeah. And these families were just stunned. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the prosecution did a shit job. It's just, yeah. let's just be honest. Because oh, yeah. he didn't have hardly any defense either. Oh, Not yeah. like his defense attorneys tried real hard. They really oh, they didn't. didn't. They didn't. Mm -mm. And, in fact, they only presented for like a half an afternoon. They had hardly right. anything I mean, to say. I mean, this whole trial only took like a week. Yeah. Which is nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They need to start over. They need a new prosecutor. They need to do some serious work on their evidence before they go again. Yeah. He killed people in a nursing home. So he killed people in uh, retirement, communities. retirement communities. Yeah. Uh, upscale ones, bougie ones that were people were paying a lot of money to be in right. uh, that promised all kinds of security and safety that weren't providing at all. So he would knock on people's doors and tell them that he was uh, maintenance mm -hmm. and he was dressed like a maintenance worker. There was no reason to think that he wasn't, he was on right. site. He was allowed in, he was dressed in a way that would indicate he was maintenance. Right. And then he, all of his victims were women except for one man that we know of right. at this point, but right. then he would pin them down on their beds and uh, asphyxiate them or asphyxiate. Wow. Asphyxiate them or suffocate. Yeah. yeah. Suffocate them. And steal their jewelry. Yeah. So imagine, the whole thing was about robbing them. Totally. Six women on the same floor, on the third floor of the one facility. Six women in a, what, maybe an eight-month span? Yeah. On the same freaking floor, and every one of them died the same way and had jewelry stolen. And we're not talking about, like, a ring. We're talking about, like, $10,000 or more of jewelry yes, stolen. Yes, because uh, this was... Of yeah. scale, they knew he knew they were going to have nice, expensive jewelry. Totally. You know, one thing they did have, though, on that note, is that they do have a testimony from somebody who has fenced two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry for him in the yeah. last four years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, Billy Shamir. But so bad. Did they trace that jewelry back and let the families identify who did it belong to? I mean, I didn't see any evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he fenced the jewelry, fine, but let's let's go identify the jewelry. Whose mother did that belong to? And did they did they find Lou Harris's jewelry? Did they find uh, Mary Bethel's jewelry? Did they find any of these other women? Right. Any other of these people? You know, it's like they just did a half-assed job. Yeah, and just yeah, assumed. Yeah, Ramirez also, again. Yeah, except for yeah. that he didn't uh, he didn't rape his uh, people or spill any blood. He killed them all no. the same way because they were old. I mean, most of his uh, victims were in their 80s and 90s. And because yeah. they were old, their deaths were just ruled natural. And on we went Yeah, without oh, any investigation into the stolen jewelry. I just don't yeah. understand. Well, so I was talking to our sister who works in home health and she works in, you know, like nursing home facilities and stuff like yeah. that. And she said that for one, um, people report stuff stolen all the time that really isn't because people get confused mm-hmm. easily in yeah. these situations. But also in places yeah. like that, there is a lot of theft from the staff. Yes. And so it's hard for them to know who really did it. Mm-hmm. And also that's so awful. That's so awful that that's even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But because of that, Billy Shamir got away with all of this for years. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. So we're going to see what happens, what they decide to do. The prosecutor did when they, when the judge said that, you know, this is a hung jury, um, you know, we're going to have, this is, you know, going to have to retry. Then they said uh, that the prosecutor did say they have intent to retry. Yeah. How did he get caught? Well, um, an old woman, an older woman, 93, Mary, Mm -hmm. lived. He thought he'd killed her. And stole from her. And then mm-hmm. not long after he left, uh, someone came in to see her, check on her, found her, revived her, called paramedics, and she survived. So mm-hmm. she's a witness. She has since passed away. But they recorded a deposition of her. And so, like, mm-hmm. they have her testimony of her identifying yep. him. And they haven't charged him in her case. This no. was a murder that happened. Well, this they were surveilling him, looking for him after that happened with Mary. And they caught him coming home, throwing a jewelry box in the trash. Well, the jewelry box had the name Harris on it. And they managed to trace it back to where it came from. And it was the home of Lou Harris, whom he had just murdered, mm-hmm. his last victim. And that's who they were trying to convict him on here. Yep. So crazy yep. we do have a whole episode on billy shamir if you haven't watched it yeah it's just do. back a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. talk about uh his whole case yeah well we actually have two because we did an episode on him over the summer too oh that's right and then this one yeah and then this one about the the trial itself that's true we actually have two mm-hmm. um so yeah it's crazy but yeah i mean his whole goal was that yeah why was it a hung jury because they tried to charge him with first degree murder and they did not meet the, you know, the um, yeah. requirement of evidence. They, the, the well, one juror thought so. Yeah. yeah. One juror, juror thought so and wouldn't budge. Mm-mm. Yep. So they've got to change tactics a lot and they've really got to work on their evidence. Yeah. It's so weird that they have that fence with all that jewelry. But there's no like identifying back like, okay. What jewelry did he sell? And can family members identify it, proving who he stole it from? Mm-hmm. Where's that evidence? Because right. that would mean that would go a long ways mm-hmm. because he was very smart. There's very little physical evidence in these cases. Yeah. Just it's crazy. chilling. It is. It is. Honestly, I, I guess. And also, you know, this last month I've been doing our femme fatales. Over yeah. on TikTok and a femme fatale every day, women who kill. That's the the, the uh, topic. And oh man, there have been way too many people in healthcare. Way oh. too many. Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, because women. That's oof. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, Amy said she did an episode recently on angels and death. 
Oh, angels of deaths. Yeah. Angels of death, yeah. Taking advantage of nursing homes and home health. Oh man. That's where a lot of, I have covered two women this month who would uh, take steps to nearly kill someone and then be the person to save them to uh, show off. Oh yeah. The angel of mercy. Uh-huh. Definitely. And yep. then not all of them survived. Yeah. Yikes. Weird. Well, Katie, yeah. you want to tell us about Brian Laundrie? God. <laughs> I'm as sick of his name as I am Kyle Rittenhouse. Ah, uh, really. yeah, me too. So finally yesterday, uh Ritt or Rittenhouse, listen to me. Laundry's the laundry's attorney has now told the press that the family has been informed that DNA has uh confirmed that it is Brian, so uh it, it is Brian, and that he did die from a gunshot wound to the head. So that's what we know. The FBI hasn't said it yet. It's just his attorney that's saying it. We're well, and they're saying that it was self-inflicted, that it was suicide. Yeah, yeah. That that's their to their best of their yeah that they believe yeah. it was. Uh, so of course now people want to know. First of all, what is in that notebook? What yeah. the hell is in the notebook? Yeah, and then of say? course, second of all, where's the gun? Because yeah. the gun has not been found. Now, yeah. does that mean there's anything hinky about? No, it doesn't. But it is kind of a weird thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it took them a long time to find Brian. And the waters had been up and down and all around. And there's a lot of predation in that area. So where's the gun? Yeah. Who knows? Is it in the belly right. of an alligator somewhere? We don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? I really think he died. I think he went right out there and killed himself. I don't think he I do too. hung out for a long time. I think it was pretty damn fast. Yeah. yeah. But there are lots of questions yeah. like, where did the gun come from? Yeah. Did his parents know he had that gun? Mm-hmm. Because at no point did law enforcement report that while he was supposedly on the run or missing, that he was armed. Right. And that seems strange to me. I would think right. that if they knew he had a gun, they would have been saying, he's armed, don't approach him. I mean, we hear those kinds of alerts in our communities all the time. If someone has a gun, like, don't go up to them. They have a gun. Just call right. the police. Protect mm-hmm. yourself. You know, there was never anything like that said. So the what if dog did, had found him? What if? What if dog had found him? <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. The the laundries turned over all their guns to the FBI, and there is one missing. Yeah. So did they know he had that gun? I think they did. Did they know all along that he was dead? That's the problem here. It is, isn't it? That's the problem here. They have lied this whole time. They've lied this whole time. And now they did say they thought that's where he was. And that is indeed where he was. But they have just been sketchy and weird and... Yeah, is it possible that they, I mean, they did say that he hadn't come back and they had done a missing persons report, but did they know he was dead? Yeah. Did, did they? they? It sure did makes they let wonder. that whole search go on for all those weeks for him with a pretty good idea that he had taken his own life? I think they did. I, I, I do too. Yeah. They weren't exactly like chomping at the bit to go find him, you no. know? No, they were acting like they didn't, you know, they, they like they weren't looking. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. GB said, I want them to be held accountable for interfering with the police investigation. Right. right. Because when Gabby was missing, what did they know? I mean, there's just way too much here about mm-hmm. this case that makes you wonder what the hell did these people actually know? What did they do? What was their involvement here to help yeah. him get where he was going? I mean, you they knew the fact that they went and got the car says everything to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I if know. he was there and coming back, you wouldn't have gone and taken his car. No. But they did. Yeah, they did. And I know they said it was because it had a ticket. But come on, if they thought he was coming out of the reserve, why would they take the car away? Isn't that his way home? Yeah. I don't know. I I agree that that right there tells you that they knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah. I wonder if they knew he was going there to shoot himself. Mm -hmm. If that was the plan, like there's no getting out of this. Mm -hmm. 
you're going to go to prison. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Left him out there without transportation. Mm -hmm. That seems very strange to me as a parent, you know, yeah. especially because if he was going to be out there a few days, his cell phone would have been dead. So he wasn't going to be able to call them, you know, mm -hmm. now, did he have a cell phone out there? It seems like, no, he didn't. So, you know, that's kind of a moot point anyway, but, but still, yes, there's just, this, there's, this is just full of, you know, way too many holes. This, his entire disappearance and death is just Swiss cheese to me. And I don't like yeah. it. I feel like there are things that yeah. should be on the table. There are. Right. And, and if the did, yeah. if the police did keep the gun a secret, why? Why did yeah. they keep the gun a secret, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, was it in the bag the whole time? And maybe it was, and maybe they have kept that a secret. Right. But, but come I, on, like, what was in the damn notebook? Yeah. What was in the notebook? Yeah. Did he did he write it out? Did he admit to it? You know, like what was there? Right. Yeah. 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 What is wrong with this family? Yeah. A lot, I think. A big bunch, yeah. You know, K Katie and I were talking about it. We both have uh, children in their 20s. Mm -hmm. And about if this happened with one of our kids, would we have handled this the way it's been handled? And I just can't imagine handling any of this the way it was the handled by them. Handled. Yeah. I mean, none of it feels right to me at all. Their callousness towards Gabby you know, horrifying and towards her family and towards her family is so terrible. Yeah. Is. They just didn't care at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, true. Are they basing their outcome on clues from the notebook? Was the notebook actually wet and damaged and there was nothing in it? Well, we don't know. And Nobody I don't know knows. why yeah. they haven't said, but. <laughs> GB, I had a dream that we found out what was in the notebook. I know it's hokey, but I want an answer so bad. Me too, GB. I want some kind of closure. Like that's what we're all jonesing mm -hmm. for here is a closure of, yes, he admitted it in the notebook. Yes, he told his parents, this is what happened, the end. You know, it's sort of like we want it to end like a movie where at the end it's all mm -hmm. tied up together and we know the answer. And I don't know if we're ever going to get that. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thought, though. So let's pretend that it does say in the notebook that uh, his parents knew anything, mm -hmm. right? But maybe we haven't heard what's in the notebook because they are putting together a case. I don't know. I mean, there was at one point a report that his parents had been given the information that was in the notebook. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Well, and yeah, are they basing their outcomes on clues from the notebook? Well, what they did is they sent his bones, what they had left of him, to a forensic anthropologist. And the mm -hmm. forensic anthropologist is the person who determined that, yes, he did die of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. But we're getting that from the attorney of the laundries, not from the FBI. So, mm -hmm. no. Oh, Amy had a dream that you and I and she... Uh, we're working together, she, her, <laughs> we're working together uh, as detectives hunting a killer. Well, maybe Ooh. we were. Amy, I love that. Let's do some more. I'm in. Yeah. So there was the case. There was, you guys, I did a pop-up a couple of weeks ago about the guy out of Spokane, Washington, who claimed that he, who had murdered his uh, daughter's boyfriend, if you guys yes. remember this case, he claims that his daughter's boyfriend sold her into sex trafficking for a thousand dollars a year ago. And he and his wife had to go to Seattle and find her and get her back. And then he came back to Spokane and murdered the boyfriend. He was like 20 years old, murdered the boyfriend and stuffed him in the back of a car. He actually stuffed him in the trunk of a car alive and bound and beat him in the head to death. Well, beat him in the head with a cinder block and then stabbed him to death. <sighs> and then hid the car on some rural property in uh, Spokane in the area. Well, just a few weeks ago, somebody found the car uh, and drove it because, you know, 
they were a car thief and they drove it into Spokane and then abandoned it. And eventually uh, some other people started going through this car wondering why their dogs were so attached to it and what was this car was about mm. and ended up calling the police because there was a dead body in the trunk. Oh well, my God. so immediately he says, well, I had to do it. He sold my daughter into sex trafficking. So a bunch of people who seem to think that, uh, you know, this kind of like vigilante justice in this country is okay, immediately start calling him a hero. This is the good guy. You know, the problem is nor the FBI or Washington, uh, the Washington state uh, police or any authorities had any thing to do with this. They didn't, they had not been contacted in any way when her, when she supposedly disappeared, they had nothing to do with it at all and had no file on this kid whatsoever regarding him being a sex trafficker. Right. So, and he'd not been ever charged with a crime. No. So not course, that that man had any right to kill him either way. Right. But so the dad has been charged now with first degree murder and people are freaking out. They're putting together a huge legal fund for him. He's going to be their new poster child. Uh, but the problem is there is no evidence to support what he's saying at all, at all. So one thing I had said when I first did this story was that I just wondered about his family, that they had filed a missing persons report. They had been searching the earth for this kid, scared mm -hmm. to death for the last year. And then they discover not only has he been murdered, but he's being called a sex trafficker. Yeah. So he, guess what? This boy is autistic and has cerebral palsy and has an IQ of 80. Oh my God. Does that sound like a sex trafficker to you? No, sure doesn't. They no. said he doesn't, he didn't have the capacity to commit crimes like that in any way whatsoever. Mm. And yet here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. So it's bad enough that they have been, had this missing person for a year and just discovered that he was murdered. But also the murderer is creating the narrative around this, that he was some kind of horrible criminal and he was not. No, he was not. Yeah. What, I mean, how many cases are we talking about tonight that include vigilante justice? Yeah. Three. And now. how wrong that is. How mm -hmm. incredibly not okay. This is not how we do things here. This crap has to stop. Mm -hmm. Either we follow the rule of law or we don't. And we do because that is what the U.S. is built upon. Right. I yeah. do have a criminal justice system for a reason, and it doesn't always work in <clears throat> Kyle Rittenhouse. However, yeah. um, it is what we have, and we can't just, yeah, you know, especially because this dude got it wrong. Yeah. He got it way wrong. Yeah. And look what he's done to his family and to this boy's family. Yeah. I don't know what the daughter has said. That's a good question. The daughter. Uh, she has said nothing. She has moved out of state and has said nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, she probably has said parents. to the police. Maybe she has. But as far right. as publicly, she said nothing at all. But yeah. she made up some kind of lie to her parents that led to this. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe her dad just really didn't like this kid. You know. And that could be too. I mean, dads sometimes do awful things, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not letting up on this one because it really, it burns oh, me up. Oh. It kills me that we actually have a whole factor of people who think this stuff is okay. Yeah. I just can't even, I can't get my head around it. Well, and this idea that you just, if you think you know... Well, let's let's learn something from uh, the McMichaels and Brian. Yeah. Uh, that assuming that someone, as if they really did that, because I don't actually believe it, but right. you know, assuming that someone is a criminal and running them down, yeah, that's not allowed in this country. You do not get no. to do that. No. And it can go very badly for you. Well, and you are not judge, jury, and executioner. Neither are the police, for that matter. No. No. Amy yeah. says reminds me of the whole Pizzagate thing where 
they went to and shot up a pizza uh, place because they had heard they were sex trafficking. Yes. Right, that it was happening in the basement of the building. And that ba- building didn't even have a basement. Yep. It was just a big, crazy story made up by crazy people. Yep. And people were killed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. We got to do better. Yeah, we do. Got to do better. Uh, Oh, the Claire, um, the Claire yeah. kidnapping case. The Claire kidnapping case, a really interesting uh, development. So the Claire case, we've done some, uh, we covered it. We did some TikToks on it. These, this was uh, Amber Claire and Noah Claire that were kidnapped by Noah's uh, non-custodial dad, Jacob right. Claire, from Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, he managed to get Claire to San Clemente, California, and a lady who had seen these missing stuff about these kids on social media. A mom saw these three walking on the beach and called the police and they were able to get the kids home. They're both home now safely. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is being held on all kinds of stuff. So here's the thing, you know, he had lured this niece, this child into a relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, part of the problem was they never did an Amber alert for her because she was 17. And that's the age of consent. And so the, her state was nonplussed about it for a while. They finally got a little more worried. But, uh, well, guess what? In California, that doesn't fly. Right. And so he has felony sexual assault charges in California for what he has done to her. And there's a bunch of kidnapping charges racking up now, too. Well, in his preliminary, the judge is telling him all of the things that he, you know, can't do. He asked the judge if he could have contact with his son. Oh, my God. The son, the one he just kidnapped, you guys. Yeah. 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 But something kind of interesting. So I was uh, reading a post the other day that someone else has been arrested in this case, which was really interesting because up to this point, nobody had said a single thing about there being a, an accomplice, right? Yeah. Ooh, there's at least one. Police are saying that uh, they've arrested one woman and they think that that will lead to the rest, the arrests of others. So her name is Marissa Henson. And she lives in Tennessee. She's a photographer. And if you go to Jake's Facebook page, she comments on like every one of his posts. So you can see there's a connection here. And then, all right, so here's some sleuthing that I did that kind of ties them together. He is a gym rat and had, does all kinds of, uh, like, bodybuilding stuff. He was doing a dad bod competition, trying to win $25,000. And at any rate, so he's always posting about lifting and going to the gym and stuff. And so is she. And then she posted about a friend from the gym who uh, died of COVID-19. And anyway, so I kind of made the connection between the two of them. These guys know each other from from lifting, from being mm-hmm. gym rats, some you know, capacity. Well, so then I started thinking about, so how does one facilitate? How does one help? Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the charge. There's two charges. Uh, or no, there's one charge. It is criminal responsibility for facilitation of a felony. Yeah. She helped him. Sounds like money to me. Right. So I went to Venmo because Venmo is a little used uh, or realized tool uh, for sleuthing. And I found Jake's Venmo. And I know it's him because it's the same picture of him from his Facebook page with little Noah from the Mm -hmm. dad bod competition, which he lost, by the way. Um, Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, it just wrapped up. Some guy in Ohio won. So F you, Jake. But anyway. Uh, so he only has three friends on Venmo and guess who's his number one friend, Marissa Henson. Yep. yep. Now his, his profile says there are no transactions, but that can just mean that he's got it marked private. You don't have mm-hmm. to show your transactions. She actually has a lot of transactions on her profile because she's a photographer and it looks like a lot of people pay her that way mm-hmm. and nothing there that shows that she sent money to Jake. But again, they, that's that doesn't private, you know. private. Yeah. 
So anyway, good I little just, uh, sleuthing there. Yeah, that was a good find. A really good find. Yeah. So interesting. But again, the police are saying that they're hoping that uh, picking up Marissa is going to help draw out more uh, more culprits. So who else helped Jake? And yeah. why? I can I can imagine why. Because Jake talks a good game. Mm -hmm. They probably had no idea about the kidnapping of the underage niece. Mm -hmm. But they think that he's never allowed to see his son. And yeah. mom's terrible. And it's not fair. And blah, yeah. blah, blah. So they're helping their friend get to see his son. Yeah. And they have no idea. They're facilitating kidnapping. And yeah. what a loser he is. And... You know, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. She's like, I had no idea mm -hmm. that this is what was actually happening. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. She thinks she'll have a relationship with him. Right. He's sucked her in. He's mm -hmm. got her all feeling bad for him. Yeah. But there's probably others. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. He's well, just that kind of guy. So here's her arrest affidavit. I hadn't seen it. I just looked it up. Uh, so they're saying in the arrest, arrest affidavit that she had prior knowledge of the alleged kidnapping and that uh, she helped him plan the crime, that they started planning the crime in October. Oh, my God. And she helped him buy the car that was found in California. Because, see, he sold his pickup and bought yeah. this old older uh, Subaru. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you go. So she helped him out. And uh, when asked what the relationship is between the two of them, she said he was she was his spiritual advisor. Oh, good Lord. Yep. Yeah. His he spiritual her advisor. In, told her a story. Yep. And she bought it. Uh, she did know he was going to be taking the niece. Oh, my God. Yep. So they met at Opry Hills Mall on oh, October 20th. What the hell, lady? Where they sat down and helped. She helped him plan this whole plan out. Yep. But did he know, did she know there was a sexual relationship between him and the niece? Well, and she may not have. She may not I have. I bet she didn't. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. She'll take a deal and sell him down the river. You're right, GB. She will. Oh, she advised him to go on Marketplace and buy a vehicle using her phone so his phone wouldn't have the search history. Oh, mm, my God. Yep. What a moron. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. So they drove together to Smyrna, where they bought the Subaru, and drove it back to Henson's house and loaded it up with camping gear that she apparently was giving him, and clothes and other gear. And then she followed him to Altitude, where he left the Subaru in the parking lot. Wow. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. She's facing 8 to 12 years in prison. Well, she deserves like, it's them. It's not a small thing. And she has two little boys that are like, Three and twelve. Yep. She got so sucked in. Holy yep. crap. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. But interesting now that they're also saying who else. So. Right. Yep. Very oh, interesting to see. Big mistake. My God. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Well, I think that's all our cases for tonight, isn't it? Yeah. I was looking at our post to make sure because sometimes we forget when we have this many, but I think that we got them all. You know, we believe it or each not, other a list before the show. Okay, we're talking about yeah. this one because there's yep. so many, especially right now with all these trials. Whew. And we yep. did just do a big update in the Dave Vallo case this week. Yeah, yes, that was one of our um, episodes. So you're going to want to listen to that because oh my god, more there's about more. yeah, there's more just craziness happening and there is a hearing kind of a big hearing for chad daybell next week on the second so yes. we're going to be live streaming whatever of that we can and we'll see what yeah. we learn yeah absolutely well yep. that's it so, for us for no, this week yeah no psychic hour this week because nope, no psychic you know. hour we're taking a little vacation i doubt you'll see pop-ups mm -hmm. either because we just yeah. need the weekend off man I'll, I'll be traveling too. You'll yeah, be traveling with your kids. I'm trying to take a few days off. So yeah. yeah. Mark Means is going to put on a show. If he gets invited to the hearing, we'll see. 
to come to the party, he'll put right. on the show. Yeah. Well, all of you in the U.S. have a fabulous Thanksgiving. All of you that are not in the U.S. have a great Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be back next week. You know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for Take being care. here. Take care.